Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sterner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Sterner throws, pumps, and Visit them in Conway today or check out ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown. Let's bring him in, Clint Sterner. What's up, Clint? How are you? Man, I, I'm doing well. I, I know. I hope them folks are listening to you, man. They, they got to avoid big old problems by getting on down to big old tires. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I like it. I like it, man. All is well, brother. All is well. Good. Good. Uh, real quick, before we get started with Clint, a uh, ton of people have written in on the Southern Solutions, uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line. It was uh, Tony Temple. Tony Temple Temple that ran all over Arkansas in that Cotton Bowl in 2008. 38-7. Tony Temple rushed for 281 yards and four touchdowns, both records in the 72-year history of the Cotton Bowl at that time. That was from the real North Face. Ethan and Atkins also wrote in, but had several letting us know that it was Tony Temple. Maybe uh, Reggie Herring should have been called high school. 281 yards to a running back. Didn't Good we grief, have Reg. Back-to-back disappointing bowl appearances because we lost to Wisconsin. Wisconsin the year, the year before, yeah. and that was a lousy Wisconsin Capital team. One. Yeah, they just kind of bled them out. So. Coach Bob Brett Bielema. Was Missouri? Was that Missouri? Yeah, it was yeah, Missouri. It was. Yep. Yeah, in that Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I remember going back to the. Uh, uh, I, I, I can't remember Matt Jones. In, I, I think it was OU. In the Cotton Bowl, and it was colder than I'll get out. And I remember them two quarters. I don't think they completed ten to the pass th- ten to three. Nate Hibble for OU, ten to three of freeze yeah. freezing day. That's mm. right. Arkansas Boy, had fifty was, total yards. Hey, I mean, like I don't, I don't think like they, 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 I, if I go back and look at it. I mean, obviously, but the number of completions in that game, just balls that were in the air that were caught. Is it, I mean, it was. I think it was single digit. Anyway, it was just <laughs> it was a game. I, I did I did some TV. I did some TV before the game with Josh Heupel at the time, and and, uh, and and was on the sideline. And I did not. I had I had a late night in Dallas the night before. I was not dressed accordingly. And uh, boys, that was a long game for mm. your boy. Now, <laughs> you know the Cotton Bowl has changed ever since it went from the old Cotton Bowl to AT and T Stadium. And you think about tonight's game with Missouri and Ohio State. It's just got a whole different feel to it uh, now that it's inside on New Year's Day. Well, not New Year's Eve or New Year's Day right now, but uh, it, that game has changed, and uh, I think it's for the better moving outside of that morning slot, outside, mm-hmm. miserable conditions. It's it's a marquee See, game You now. guys aren't old enough to remember that game in the late 70s at the Cotton Bowl. Notre Dame beat Houston on a last-second field goal. There was ice and snow on the field. It was just brutal. It's like the Antarctica or something. Well, I tell you, my, my experience with the Cotton Bowl, obviously we beat Texas the last game of my college career, and it was an absolutely beautiful day, <laughs> like legitimately a beautiful day before we started whooping that tail. And, and uh, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm a little fond of the old concrete jungle, man. I'm a little fond of, of the, the, the carnival, the big statue and all that jive around it. But you're right, Wes. Look, there ain't no doubt about it. You are – you are in, in in straight luxury when you're dealing with uh, with Jerry World. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. So when, it, it has changed, and it's a beautiful thing, brother. When we beat uh, Colin Quine and Kansas State in the Cotton Bowl, was that 
at the Cotton Bowl, or was it at AT&T? No, it was at no, AT&T. That, okay. that was, that was yeah. Tyler Wilson. That was Tyler Wilson, yep. wasn't it? Joe Adams had the yeah. big punt return. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would have been yep, uh, was, Petrino's last game. Yeah, 2012. That was yeah. Petrino's last game yeah, in Arkansas. It was. There you go. Yeah, you're right. It was because because the next year going at that that game propelled them to I think it was the number four, Three. number five preseason mm-hmm. ranking. Mm-hmm. Top uh, ten. Top ten. Well, sure. I think y'all we may have been eight. Eight. Actually. Yeah. I'm thinking I think eight. It was eight. I mean, I'm telling you what, man. Y'all are y'all are bringing up now. I'm mad at Petrino again. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk some NFL. I'll get your mind off of it. Uh, let's start with the game tomorrow night. Uh, Cowboys and Lions. What do you think? Monster game, man. Yep. Once again, you know, the, the, the Cowboys, the, the inconsistencies have, have, have reared their head once again. Um, you know, with, with the loss to Miami, that's a game that, that I, I think most fans believe they, they could have and should have won that ball game. Um, I know your casual fans look at it as like, well, it's another one of those games, two good football teams, whoever has the ball last kicks the field goal to win it. Look at it however you may. The, the Cowboys just sit down the stretch here. Um, got a more difficult schedule, and, and they, they need to, to pick off one of these teams. They slipped up against Miami, had the opportunity, and, and Detroit is the real deal, man. Um, you know, can you catch Detroit on a, on a uh, you know, after a game where they've won or clinched the first division championship in 30 years that they did last year, last week, and hopefully they got there a little bit hungover and the Cowboys can, can, can snag one? Or maybe you catch them on a good day and the Cowboys are just a better team and you go in there and, and you and you beat the fire out of them. But big game for the Cowboys because what we're flirting with now here with the Cowboys is we all know they're talented. We all know they're capable. We feel like Mike McCarthy, the, the Mike McCarthy move from, from Kellen Moore was a good move. But what you don't want to do down the stretch here, week 16, 17, 18, is show some fault, start slipping, not show up with your, with your best game. We all know in December and January, ideally – you got to be playing your best ball, and so um, you know the Cowboys need to get get back to that. And, and versus Detroit is going to be a tall task because they're a hell of a football team. But uh, let's see what you got. You no know, momentum. They need to start building. Low confidence, beating a good team, uh, finish. You know, with a win at home, go on the road, uh, take care of the Commanders. And then all of a sudden, you start feeling a little better. Probably have to go on the road again in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, whoever wins the NFC South, I think that's a game that the Cowboys should go out and win on the road. And then uh, you're probably looking at a rematch with the uh, – well, you're looking at a rematch against either the Lions or the Eagles, however they end up you know, finishing. Probably the Eagles if the Cowboys beat the Lions Saturday. Um, and I think we've already seen. Cowboys can play the Eagles well, and they, they could have, should have, almost you know, the first time at Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not giving up yet on this team. Oh, no, no, you can't. I mean, look, there, there's a handful of teams you just can't give up on. I mean, it, the 49ers being one, I think the Cowboys are one. Um, you, you know, there, there's Detroit is clearly one of them. I don't know why you give up on them again. They just won, so we don't. that conversation is not relevant this week. It may be next week. But, you know, I think, I think there's a handful of teams, um, it, 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 really, really across the league, that, that you look at in, in the big sample size of 17, 16, 17 games, you look at you say these are legit Super Bowl contenders. The question again, Wes, back to the original point, is who who finishes the season week 16, 17, and 18 on an absolute mm-hmm. row? One healthy, mm-hmm. number two with some momentum and playing good football, some some big wins under their belt versus injured or you know on the back end of the back end here they haven't played their best football. They're not hitting on all cylinders. The play calling, the quarterbacks not seeing the games the same win. They're turning the football over, things of that nature. You know, I, I just, I think you've got you got a handful of teams that are that are in that conversation and Super Bowl contenders. But and for those guys, it's all about hey, 
who's who's finishing the season really, really strong. Speaking of that, we saw one of them last night. The Cleveland Browns are for real, boys. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean that is with with Joe Flacco pulling the trigger, man. That is a that is a dangerous, dangerous football team right there, man. So uh, it's 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 cutting time, and and these boys are you know some teams are getting momentum, some are falling by the wayside. We'll see what the Cowboys do. Clint, how surprised were you at what Baltimore did against San Francisco? Well, I'll be honest with you. That was uh, that was the Christmas Day, right? It was Christmas night. Right. Um, I uh, I I got two hours of sleep Christmas Eve because I was putting a, a, a playhouse together for my daughter. <laughs> so I caught about three minutes of that ball game. So I, I can't give you an, an, an a, uh, a you know an educated opinion on that game uh, other than you know I, I think when you when your quarterback goes out there and throws four or five interceptions, that game is going to be lopsided. Mm. More times than not, that game is going to be lopsided. And while it's a great win and it's a convincing win for Lamar Jackson and the, and the Baltimore Ravens, I, I just – I don't – me personally, I don't look at those games, especially when the quarterback through the interceptions has been in the MVP conversation the majority mm. of the year. I don't look at that game and go, that's indicative of, you know, one team being that much better than the other. Right. I, I think it was a game where you clearly – you know the stars aligned for you with all the turnovers. You took, you did what good teams do. You took advantage of it and, and won the ball game. So great win for Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. I, I just personally, I, you know, when we start talking, okay, who separates themselves from the MVP? In the MVP, you know, I was expecting that game to be a nail biter, best versus best, and and an MVP to emerge from that game. And you really look at it, and we're by default going, yeah, Lamar Jackson did what he did, and. You know, Christian McCaffrey was okay, and and Purdy threw four or five interceptions, whatever it was. It it, it didn't pan out the way that I thought it was going to pan out. So again, good W, but I don't know that it's real telling for all of us that are trying to decide who the best team in football is. Well, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens get the Dolphins this week, and I I predict if the Ravens win that game, Lamar Jackson's going to be your MVP. But if Tyreek Hill has a huge game and the Dolphins upset the Ravens on the road. He's going to get in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if he can have one of those monster games and he can get up and even flirt with that 2,000 mark that he talked about before the season, which, which guys, I mean, I, I, had he stayed healthy all year long, I, I think he probably would have gotten there. But, but to your point, I mean, this is just a year. What I like about this year, guys, is that it's a year where we can talk about a Tyreek Hill potentially getting it. We can talk about – Christian McCaffrey potentially being in the conversation, right? With because you're Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, they're not in that conversation a, a, anymore, anyway. So Josh may sneak in there if they find a way to win that division. They may sneak in there. He may sneak in there. But really, it's it's Lamar Jackson with some very, I mean, in, in Lamar's world, some very you know average to below average stats. Um, that that is the front runner, but some of those other guys, I mean, you know, they they've got a chance. Those position players got a chance to get in there and make some noise. So um, it, a, a weird year, I guess, with the MVP. But but I think for me, it's fun to even consider because I think that those years are few and far between where we think a receiver could potentially be an MVP. This year, I think it's legit. Clint Sterner with us. Thanks to Chris Crane Hyundai. Uh, last uh, game or finish this up. You got Texans Titans. Clint, I don't understand why with C.J. Stroud back, Titans are a bad road team, Texans at home, must win. They're only a four-point favorite. I think they win this by double. I, I do. I think they win by ten or more. You know, they should. They should. I, here, here's the thing is, I mean, Tankdale's injured out for the season. Um, they're down to, I think, their, their third right tackle. 
Um, you know, defensively, both their top two edge rushers, Will Anderson and Jonathan Grenard, one of them's got a double-digit sack guy. The other one is, is really the, the motor, the engine that kind of drives that defense. Both of those guys are, are, are I think, a game-time decision. If not, if not, I took the day off, so I didn't study the, I didn't study the plan. But um, both of those guys are, are game-time decision at the very best and, and probably not going to play. Um, you know, so so they're they're missing their best linebacker this year is is, is again another game time decision. I think he was limited in practice today, and so I think it has a lot to do with the the uh, the injuries for the Texans. Why you see that see that number um, so low? But I, I bet you, I bet you good money, Wes, that by by game time, I bet you it's up it's up closer to a touchdown. I bet it's at least six, if not close to seven. Okay, jump on it now, Clint. Have a great new year, man. 